February 25th. <clears throat> thank you, Heavenly Father God. Uh, we thank you, Lord, for this type of reading. And we exalt you, Lord, Anna and I. And Lord, give us ears to hear, eyes to see, Lord, what you have in store for us. Thank you that you went to the cross and you died for us. Thank you that you were raised from the dead <clears throat> for us, and Lord, and you live forevermore. You live in our hearts and our minds and our souls. And we do your bidding, Lord. We do your work. We thank you that we live because you live in us, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Okay. It, we're at uh, Leviticus 16:29 to 18:30, and on the tenth day of the appointed month in early autumn, you must deny yourselves. Neither native-born Israelites nor foreigners living among you may do any kind of work. This is a permanent law for you. On that day, offerings of purification will be made for you. And you will be purified in the Lord's presence from all your sins. It will be a Sabbath day of complete rest for you, and you must deny yourselves. This is a permanent law for you. In future generations, the purification ceremony will be performed by the priest who has been anointed and ordained to serve as a high priest in place of his ancestor Aaron. He will put on the holy linen garments and purify the most holy place. The tabernacle, the altar, the priests, and the entire congregation. This is a permanent law for you to purify the people of Israel from their sins, making them right with the Lord once a year, once each year. Moses followed all these instructions exactly as the Lord had commanded him. Then the Lord said to Moses, Give the following instructions to Aaron and his sons and all the people of Israel. This is what the Lord has commanded. If any naive Israelite sacrifice a bull or a lamb or a goat anywhere inside or outside the camp, instead of bringing it to the entrance of the tabernacle to present it as an offering to the Lord, that person will be guilty as a murderer. Such a person has shed blood and will be cut off from the community. The purpose of this rule is to stop the Israelites. Uh, purpose of this is to, uh, rule is to stop the Israelites from sacrificing animals in the open fields. It will ensure that they bring their sacrifices to the priest at the entrance of the tabernacle so he can present them to the Lord as, as peace offerings. Then the priest will be able to splatter the blood against the Lord's altar at the entrance of the tabernacle and he will burn the fat as a pleasing aroma to the Lord. The, pe the people must no longer be unfaithful to the Lord by offering sacrifices to, to the goat idols. This is a permanent law for them to be observed from generation to generation. Give them this command as well. If any native Israelite or foreigner living among you offers a burnt offering or a sacrifice but does not bring it to the entrance of the tabernacle to offer it to the Lord, that person will be cut off from the community. 
And if any native Israelite or foreigner living among you eats or drinks blood in any form, I will turn against that person and cut him off from the community of your people. For the life of the body is in the blood. There it is. There's the scripture. Amen. I have given you the blood on the altar to purify you, making you right with the Lord. It is the blood given in exchange for a life that makes purification possible. That's why I have said to the people of Israel, You must never eat or drink blood, neither you nor the foreigners living among you. And if any native Israelite or foreigner living among you goes hunting and kills an animal or bird that is approved for eating, he must drain the blood and cover Cover it with the earth, with earth. The life of every creature is in the blood. That is why I have said to the people of Israel, you must never eat or drink blood for the life of any creature is in the blood. So whoever consumes blood will be cut off from the community. And if any native born Israelites or foreigners eat the meat of an animal that died naturally or was torn up by wild animals they must wash their clothes and bathe themselves in water they will remain ceremonially unclean until evening but then they will be clean but if they do not wash their clothes and bathe themselves they will be punished for their sin then the Lord said to Moses give the following instructions to the people of Israel I am the Lord your God so do not act like the people in Egypt where you used to live or like the people of Canaan where I am taking you. You must not imitate their way of life. You must obey all my regulations and be careful to obey my decrees for I am the Lord your God. If you obey my decrees and my regulations you will find life through them. I am the Lord God. You must never have had sexual relations with a close relative for I am the Lord. Do not violate your father by having sexual relationships with your mother. She is your mother. You must not have sexual relations with her. Do not have special or sexual relations, relations with any of your father's wives, for this would violate your father. Do not have sexual relations with your sister or half-sister, whether she's your father's daughter or your mother's daughter, whether she was born into your household or someone else's. Do not have sexual relations with your granddaughter, whether she is your son's daughter or your daughter's daughter, for this would violate yourself. Do not have sexual relations with your stepsister, the daughter of any of your father's wives, for she is your sister. Do not have sexual relations with your father's sister, for she is your father's close relative. Do not have sexual relations with your mother's sister, for she's your mother's close relative. Do not violate your uncle, your father's brother, by having sexual relations with him, his wife, for she's your aunt. Do not have sexual relations with your daughter-in-law, she's your son's wife, so you must not have sexual relations with her. Do not have sexual relations with your brother's wife, for this would violate your brother. Do not have sexual relations with both a woman and her daughter and do not take her granddaughter um, and do not take her granddaughter whether her son's daughter or her daughter's daughter 
and have sexual relations with her. They're close relatives and this would be a wicked act. While your wife is living, do not marry her sister and have sexual relations with her, for they would be rivals. Do not have sexual relations with a woman during her period of menstrual impurity. Do not defy yourself by having sexual intercourse with your neighbor's wife. Do not permit any of your children to be offered as a sacrifice to Molech, for you must not bring shame on the name of your God. I am the Lord. Do not practice homosexuality having sex with another man as with a woman. It is a detestable sin. Right there. Yeah. Um, a man must not defile himself by having sex with an animal. And a woman must not offer herself to a male animal to have intercourse with. This is a perverse act. Do not defile yourselves in any of these ways, for the people I'm driving out before you have defiled themselves in all these ways, because the entire land has become defiled. I am not punishing the people who live there. I will, I will cause the land to vomit them out. You must obey all my decrees and regulations. You must not commit any of these detestable sins. This applies both to native-born Israelites and to the foreigners living among you. All these detestable activities are practiced by the people of the land where I am taking you. Wow. And this is how the land has become defiled. So do not defile the land and give it to the people who live there and, and give it a reason to vomit you out as it will vomit out the people who live there now whoever commits any of these detestable sins will be cut off from the community of Israel so obey my instructions and do not defile yourselves by committing any of these detestable practices that were committed by the people who lived in the land before you I am the Lord your God Amen Mark chapter 7, 24 to 8, verse 10. <clears throat> then Jesus left Galilee and went forth to the region of Tyre. Went north. And went north to the region of Tyre. He didn't want anyone to know which house he was staying in, but he couldn't keep it a secret. Right away, a woman who had heard about him came and fell at his feet. Her little girl was possessed by an evil spirit. And she begged him to cast out the demon from her daughter. Since she was a Gentile born in Cyrene, Phoenicia, Jesus told her, First, I would feed the children of my own family, the Jews. It isn't right to take food from the children and throw it to the dogs. She replied, That's true, Lord, but even the dogs under the table are allowed to eat the scraps from the children's plates. Good answer, he said. Now go home, for the demon has left your daughter. Wow. And when she arrived home, she found her little girl lying quietly in bed, and the demon was gone. Jesus left Tyre and went up to Sidon before going back to the Sea of Galilee and the region of the Ten Towns. A deaf man with a speech impediment was brought to him, and the people begged Jesus to lay hands on the man to heal him. Jesus led him away from the crowd so they could be alone. He put his fingers in the man's ears and spitting on his own fingers, he touched the man's tongue. Look up to heaven, he sighed and said, Epipta, which means be open. Instantly the man could hear perfectly 
and his tongue was free so he could speak plainly. Jesus told the crowd not to tell anyone, but the more he told them not to, the more they spread the news. They were completely amazed and said again and again, everything he does is wonderful. He even makes the deaf to hear and gives speech to those who cannot speak. About this time, another large crowd had gathered, and the people ran out of food again. Jesus called his disciples and told them, I feel sorry for these people. They have been here with me for three days, and they have nothing left to eat. If I send them home hungry, they will faint along the way, for some of them have come a long distance. His disciples replied, How are we supposed to find enough food to feed them out here in the wilderness? Jesus asked, How much bread do you have? Seven loaves, they replied. So Jesus told all the people to sit down on the ground. Then he took the seven loaves, thanked God for them, and broke them into pieces. He gave them to his disciples who distributed the bread to the crowd. A few small fish were found too. So Jesus also blessed these and told the disciples to distribute them. They ate as much as they wanted. Afterwards, the disciple picked up seven large baskets of leftover food. There were about 4,000 people in the crowd that day, and Jesus sent them home after they had eaten. Immediately after this, he got into a boat with his disciples and crossed over to the region of Delmanutha, <clears throat> praying the Psalms. Submit your cause to the Lord. Trust him to vindicate you, because vindicate your cause in his time. Psalm 41. Oh, the joys of those who are kind to the poor. The Lord rescues them when they are in trouble. The Lord protects them and keeps them alive. He gives them prosperity in the land and rescues them from their enemies. The Lord nurses them when they are sick and restores them to health. O Lord, I pray, have mercy on me, heal me, for I have sinned against you. But my enemies say nothing but evil about me. How soon will he die and be forgotten, they ask. They visit me if they were my friends, but all the while they gather gossip. And when they leave, they spread it everywhere. All who hate me whisper about me, imagining the worst. He has some fatal disease, they say. He will never get out of that bed. Even my best friend, the one I trusted completely, the one who shared my food, has turned against me. Lord, have mercy on me. Make me well again so I can pay them back. I know you are pleased with me, for you have not let my enemies triumph over me. You have preserved my life because I am... I am innocent. You have brought me into your presence forever. Praise the Lord, the God of Israel, who lives from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and amen. Amen. Proverbs 15 and 16. The wealth of the rich is their fortress. The poverty of the poor is their destruction. The earning of the godly enhances their lives, but evil people squander their money on sin. Amen. Okay. Sure. Amen. I like uh, Psalm 41 too. The Lord protects us, keeps us alive. Amen. He gives us prosperity Amen. in the land and rescues us from our enemy. And he 
it says here the Lord nurses them when they're sick and restores them to health. So health, protection, prosperity, and what else? And life forevermore. Mm -hmm. Oh, a good deal, huh? Very good. Covers all things. Okay, <clears throat> let's study about Mark 8, 4 to stick, kick off our, study, our commentary. It says right here, 8, 4, it says, His disciples reply, How are we supposed to find enough food to feed them out here in the wilderness? Mm -hmm. And it says, How could the disciples experience so many of Jesus' miracles and yet be so slow to comprehend who he was? They had already seen Jesus feed over 5,000 people with five loaves and two fishes. Mark 6, 35, 44. Yet, here they doubted whether he could feed another large group. Sometimes we are so slow to catch on. Although Christ has brought us through trials and temptations in the past, we don't believe that he will do it in the future. If you, is your heart too hard to take in all that God can do for you? Don't be like the disciples, Mark 6, 52, Take time to recount what God has done in your life. Tell Amen. other people your stories Amen. of God's That's faithfulness right. That's right. so that they can be encouraged. It will help you remember in the future and have faith that He will do it again. Amen. It's kind of like this morning when we woke up, we uh, we acknowledge God, all the things He's done for us. You know? not, not even a, a, a large portion. Right. But so, just a small portion of the things he's done for mm -hmm. us. You know, we acknowledge we're grateful for this, grateful for that, grateful for the car, the garage, the parking space, and you were grateful for, you the know. The glory and the shutters and the heater. Yeah. So what we have is uh, actually nice uh, we chose to go on the right road, Amen. the road of praise and thanksgiving. And then I had a chance to tell others. I told Eva about the goodness of the Lord, how mm -hmm. we're thankful that the Lord pays our bills and He carries us on His shoulders. And you have testimony on that. Yeah, and you know, I think um, that's a good way to wake up, babe. Yeah, you know, because uh, it springs hope. It springs appreciation. It springs enthusiasm. That's our will pushing into the kingdom of God. Yeah, you know, I, I was, as you were reading the thing about the apostles, they, you know, he, they had seen many things happen, but yet they weren't, you know, they forgot. And I think that that still exists today, is that people forget how many times the Lord brought them out of a situation. But we got to remember, it was just one apostle that said that, you know, it was probably the same ones over and over again. Yeah. When are you going to feed us? When, you know, the there's only about maybe 25% of them were uh, full of faith. You know, the Jane, the brothers of Zebedee, uh -huh. the James sons of Zebedee, and uh, Andrew and John, and Peter, and James. And James. But I thought it was Andrew who's the one who questioned it before. Well, he's the one the who first found time. the... the, the, the he fire. came up with a solution. Well, we have this mount. Remember, Andrew found it, but he was talking to another guy. He in the asked, first account, in the first one. Yeah, he asked Philip because he already knew oh, what he was going to do. Okay. I think it was Philip. You know. Okay. Okay, let's talk a little bit about the Old Testament, about the blood. Yeah. Um, you know, one, one thing we didn't call out is that the uh, Seraphonician woman, 
she knew of Jesus and called him Lord. So she recognized he was the Messiah. Beautiful, huh? Yeah, and um, and she fought and she, you know, pressed in. She said, well, that's that's right. He said, it's for the, for the Jews. You know, it's for his own family, the Jews. And it's not right to take it from them. But she said, hey, you even give the dogs the crumbs. You know the bread. Yeah, man. I, I see that a lot, especially when the the lady in the well, he kind of pushed them and offend them. You know. Oh yeah. And Today. he expects them to come back with tenacity and mm-hmm. say, "No, you promised." Mm-hmm. And that is their faith. Yeah. Their faith is their action. Your faith has made you whole. Yeah. When he healed the blind man, your faith. What do you want me to do? I want to see, Lord. And that is, that's right. This this is the faith, you know, pressing into the Lord. You know who he is. And, um, you heard, you know, um, she heard all these accounts about him. And she's a Gentile. And you know how, how offensive that was. Look, I came here for the house of David to Mm -hmm. feed the Jewish, my Mm -hmm. people first. Right. That to me, like the response he gave her was a little bit. Very cruel. Yeah. but, But he already knew. He goes to go home. You're I like good. what he said, though, because he edified her. He says, um, good answer, you know. He was maybe just like a little test, you know, too. Yeah. You know, talk about the demon that had the little girl possessed. You wonder how the demon got into her. You know, usually you got to open yourself up or to, uh, to demons. But nevertheless, Jesus expelled the demon just by not even touching her. Right. He already knew more or less what's going to happen the next day by his mm-hmm. word. So when you know when we read that, I I think about the people sometimes I encounter, you know, that they have demons inside of them. Where do the demons go? You know, we probably be so surprised we talk so many people that have demons in them and they can't they can't deal with them, so they live with them with their ghosts tormenting them. So we have to have our antennas up. You know, in the name of Jesus, get out by the yeah. blood of the Lamb. Some, some pastors Spirits. pray for others while they're in the room, and they're just claiming the blood. They're praying, you know, to... The blood uh, of Jesus. The blood of Jesus. To get those things out. Because, uh, you know, to be a non-believer, and then on top of that, to not have... to have a demon inside you. You know, the double whammy. You gotta get the person saved, mm-hmm. and you gotta cast the, cast out the demon. Jesus said, "You gotta bind the enemy, bind Satan, and then take the stolen goods, which is the soul, out of Satan's house mm, that's right. or out of hell." Amen. In Jesus' name, Lord, we bind Satan in the name of Jesus. We bind you, Satan, and you command you to. And we take the people of God from you. We take the souls away from you. We snatch them from the jaws of hell and bring them into the light of Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. We take them, Lord. In Jesus' name. In the name of Jesus. Um, One more thing. Uh, This is, uh, because we just saw this today in the book of John. Um, How much much did we do on the book of John? uh, The whole thing. What is the whole thing? From the first chapter to the last chapter. How did we do it? We listened to it. We watched it. Okay, it, it was a movie. Yeah. It was a movie, and, and we saw the whole three-hour movie. Yeah. Was there one movie or two movies? We saw two. Two movies. You saw the Book of John. And the Book 
of Luke. And the book of Luke. 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 Not Luke. <laughs> the book you of know, Luke. Okay, w w one thing I've noticed, I hadn't noticed before, is that, um, you know, when Jesus was, um, when the, the, the deaf man was um, with a speech impediment, um, you know, was brought to him, and they begged Jesus to lay hands on the man to heal him. And he went away to be alone, it says here. With them. He led away from the crowd so they could be alone, right? And he put his fingers into the man's ear, then spitting on his fingers again. And touching his tongue. And touching his tongue. So he, he spit on the mud, and then it went in the... You know, they, the first guy. Yeah, he, and now he's spitting again. And he's spitting, and uh, and he touched the tongue, and then he said, "Open." Open. And you know why? He probably because the years weren't developed. Everything was not developed completely. You know, the, mm -hmm. the, the chemicals didn't finish develop. The ears didn't develop, so he couldn't hear. They were probably they were probably sealed. Stopped up. So he said, "Open," and the mouth. Open also, but and it says instantly the man could hear perfectly and his tongue was free so he could speak plainly. Wow, you know, so that was really nice. Okay, that's that's what I wanted to mention there. That is amazing. That the spit. So next time you're sick, I'm gonna spit on you. No, just kidding. <laughs> that sounds good. We have Jesus in us, you know. But it's you know it, it's really like one word commands really. Be healed. You know, take up your mat and walk. Let me read this. Uh, Be open. In the Old Testament, it says, What were the factors that made Israel a community? Because we live in a community and we deal with a lot of people in the community. Mm -hmm. Is in Israel, the family was the basic building block for the, for the solitary of the entire people. Each of the 12 tribes was a conglomeration of families and clans. Twelve tribes together compromised the people of Israel as a whole. Although the level of solid, solidarity might decrease at a distance from one's immediate family, this familial notion permeated all of Israel's society. A king, kinsman was often called a brother, not just a relative, to express the close intimacy. By extension of the family model, the term often translated brother could also be used of a fellow Israelite. Since Israel was seen as an extended family, its existence depended on the integrity of the home. Crimes such as incense and adultery were regarded very severely because they weakened the foundation of the family. Incense introduced competition, threatening the safety of the home by violating trust, intimacy, and sense of belonging shared by its members. Adultery fragmented the home by allowing intimacy with someone outside it to divide the loyalties of, it, of its participants. These powerful enemies of family solidarity weakened the clan and tribe, and by extension the solitary of the nations itself. Sexual sins are not victimless crimes, but sins that eventually threaten the community itself, the importance given here to such crimes is echoed in New Testament warnings against sexual morality in 1 Corinthians 6, 13-20. Yeah, it's interesting. Um, 
Would you like to read the Leviticus 18.3? No. Didn't you just read it? No, that was uh, they had a special special section because of this. 17.3, if any native Israelite sacrifices a bull or a lamb or a goat anywhere inside or outside the camp instead of... Where are you? Leviticus 18.3. Okay. Oh, I'm sorry, that's the wrong one. Yeah. So, do not act like the people in Egypt where you used to live, or mm -hmm. like the people of Canaan where I'm taking yeah. you. Mm. You must not imitate the way of life. And that's really beautiful. Do not act. Right. You know, you, and also to us, we must act in the now. We must act like we're saved. We act like we have a savior. We act, you know, I need to do that. I need to act like we're, we're holy people. Act and live, you know, more that we're sanctified. Jesus died for us. You know, we love the Christian community. Yeah, it says you must not imitate their way of life. You know, and then he goes off to talk about how they're living. I mean, that's a lot here that we read here. Don't have sex with the animal. You're perverted. Don't act, you know, don't do the um, sexual relations with relatives and all that. I mean, that's a lot. That It's just very interesting that it was. it's going on where they came from and it's going on where they're, they're going to. Wow, so cool, we can say to ourselves here that these things are taking place where we are now. You uh -huh. know, and that homosexuality and adultery and all these perverted things are happening in this world and uh -huh. we're not to be of the world we're like the book of John says we are in the world but we're not from the world so we do act differently amen good point girl okay the Holy Spirit God's laws in Exodus and Leviticus were launching a new culture the Israelites were moving from idol infested Egypt to idol infested Canaan creating a new culture was more harder than adopting an established one. As God helped establish his new culture, he warned them to leave their Egyptian experiences and artifacts behind. He also warned them how easy it would be to adopt a, the Canaanites' pagans' culture. Canaan society and religions appeal especially to sexual immorality and drunkenness. The Israelites were to keep themselves pure and set apart for God. Today, God has set the church apart for himself, not as a subculture, but a separate culture. Better yet, the church is a holy culture. A holy culture, however, is defined more by who is running for than by what is running from. For the church, the central pursuit is Christ. Let us strip off the sin which so easily trips us up. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, Hebrews 12, 1 and 2. Instead of running from sin, pursue Christ. Sin will be stripped away. The church is made full and complete by Christ who fills all things everywhere with himself. Ephesians 1.23. Amen. Very good. Amen. Now let's talk a little bit about the uh, I am the Lord God. Uh, for the life of the body is in its blood. Oh, I yeah. have given you the blood on the altar to purify you. Making you right with the Lord. Amen. That was Jesus. It mm -hmm. is the blood given in exchange for life that makes purification possible. So the blood of Jesus was given to us for us. 
were exchanged that purified our blood. Uh, you know, we tried to cook our, our meat, so, you know, and uh, did you know that the, 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 the blood and the milk are similar? The, the white milk is, is white blood cells from the cow. You know how sticky it is and everything like that? It has the same uh, thing, feeling like blood. It sticks on the ground like that and mm. everything, but it's, it's white blood cells. You try to explain it to somebody. Is there any more to I want some milk. Okay. Uh, we'll get some. Oh, I gotta walk. I'll go buy some today. Okay. And I'll drink the white blood. It's okay. All right, amen, amen. So we just praise the Lord for the blood, the blood that's in the life. So when we imagine the blood on the table, the blood of Jesus Christ, with our imagination and looking at the blood, it transforms us into purifies us. Yeah. Yeah, beautiful. Yeah, you know, but that's I like it. it. It's just not just us. It says the life of every creature is in its blood. It's in our blood. Every creature, the birds, the cattle, the every creature the bears the lions so life what happens when blood. we when we give blood for others you know, the blood gives them life, life. yeah enthusiasm huh? yeah so that's that's pretty cool because um but it you know this this line is fresh that you just mentioned it says uh for the life of the body uh is in the blood i've just been hearing pastor prince say that's why the blood you know he talked about the, how powerful the blood of jesus was but then the life, there's life in the blood. The life that's in your body is from the blood. And that just, it's a beautiful way, you know. Medicare should never deny people blood tests. Because that's where you'll know what's going on inside of your body. And Amen. With that scripture. It's Leviticus. Leviticus 16.10 For the life of the body is in the blood. Oh wait, not 16.10. I have given you the blood on the altar to purify you, making you right with the Lord. That's Jesus right there, huh? Yeah, it is what? His blood in exchange for a life that makes purification possible. Amen. Thank you, Lord. 17.10 you Never drink the blood for the life. 17.10 Amen and amen. Bless the Lord. We're good? Yes. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for the purification of the blood. We're your children, and we were gathered together to give you honor and glory in this time, in this Sabbath day, Lord. Bless us today on the Sabbath day, on Saturday, and get us ready for this coming week. In Jesus' name, amen.